Dude, should I get Snapchat? You should get Snapchat for sure. I do not have that. It's really fun. That's like sending little clips, right? And then you can't yeah. see them again. Yeah, you just watch them once and it's right. over. Okay. Or you can or you can put up a story and your oh. Snapchat story lasts 24 hours. Okay. Something to look into. All right. Welcome back to the Open Road Podcast. Once again, my name is Calvin, here with a good friend Jeremy, and uh, we're here for uh, yet another episode. This podcast is all about helping you find adventure in the everyday. And uh, if you're just joining us now for the very first time, it's so good to have you listening. Um, thanks for coming along. And if you're an adventure seeker, uh, you've come to the right place because here we talk about it from all kinds of different vantage points people who are you know exploring outside to people who are having culinary adventures and sport and hobby and all kinds of stuff so it's been pretty fun eh it's been pretty fun i had a little bit of this uh kind of like what you had with the bachelor party thing it was backfiring me a little bit today because we were just coming off of a wedding and then there was a bunch of people that went out for breakfast afterwards and then right after you left there was kind of like this big circle up in the parking lot and we were kind of debating what to do and uh kind of a bunch of eyes turned to me very expectingly really me, uh, to be an ideas guy and have uh, a big adventure planned for us all and what did you do well we kind of uh we decided to hike up the uh, ski hill how far so was, all the way nice because if you went all the way then you got a free gondola ride down did you actually yeah that's awesome that was a pretty fun so, yeah it was pretty fun i was in flip-flops so not great and it was raining a little bit so it was quite slick but tr- truly a, a, an adventure because, you know, you didn't have the right gear. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, because I when we left that re- that restaurant, Katie and I had to go pretty quick. But yeah, we said, oh, you guys, I was like, oh, I think you guys are going on a hike. And they're like, oh, we're going on a hike. And then you looked, everyone looked around at their footwear and they're like, yeah, we're probably not. But you did. You all did. Uh, not all. Oh, just not some. all. Just some. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and you were at Blue Mountain, which is kind of outside of Collingwood. How's the view from up top? It's pretty sweet. We got some uh, good pictures. Nice. That uh, yeah, it was cool. It was kind of spitting and it was really misty looking. So it was uh, it was a cool view. That's awesome. Is uh, that the large? Is that the largest mountain in Ontario? It's like the best place to ski in Ontario. That's it. Oh, but is that like the highest elevation? Do you know? Mm, I don't know about highest. Okay. I don't. To be but honest, but definitely the best place to ski in Ontario. Yeah, definitely around here for sure. Um, yeah. Within the you know couple hours that that you're willing to drive for that. Yeah, yeah, it was Katie and I. We were having actually a really nice conversation on the car ride home, and naturally the conversation moved towards the podcast a little bit. And I just said, yeah. "It's kind of fun how this whole theme of adventure is, in some ways, yeah, like permeating through our friend group." So I'm not surprised right. to hear you say that. That people are like, in some ways, either expecting it or, um, you know, excited to think about each day in a kind of a fresh way. Yeah. And exactly. it's been fun how after starting this, like it, that's been happening to us more as well. Like as we've now been, you know, about 13, 14 weeks into this podcast, we're like, we're on the hunt. We are on the hunt. And it's it, nice to just have it kind of lingering in the back of your mind, right? Like whenever there's totally. a, an opportunity uh, or, a, or a spare few minutes. Yeah. It's and nice. So I hope it's cool for our listeners too, where, you know, they're getting this podcast weekly and I hope, and I think I am seeing that, you know, it actually is doing something. For people yeah it's pretty cool 
It's yeah. working. It's working. Instead so. of completely bombing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's been pretty fun, and we appreciate all you people who are listening. And if you have friends who you know like adventure, you know, share the podcast with them because oh yeah, we just we just hang out and share stories, and um, you know, we want to we want you to get some value out of it. So pass on your recommendations for guests and all that kind of stuff. If, uh, you know, you find us on the web, all that good good jazz. All right, man. You're you're moving. Dude, June is a crazy month for us. Man. So, here's how it goes. So, we had this big wedding weekend this weekend. Katie writes uh she just graduated from law school, but now you got to, you know, write the bar exams, which are 8 grueling hours of multiple choice times 2, 2 days. So the first exam is on the seventh, uh, coming up this Multiple Tuesday. Multiple choice. How Multiple many people choice. do you think just go for it? Just don't and even just, study. <laughs> just don't even study. Just and just start taking off. There's Katie's told me some funny stories about people who just like get up and leave the exam like oh, soon wow. into it, like super discouraged and yeah, I guess I don't just know. don't want to waste the day. Or maybe because they just are a boss and can answer. They just you know A B C D A B C D A B C D. Oh, true. <laughs> No, I don't know. But yeah, there's lots of interesting stories. And it's crazy how secretive the whole thing is. Like, they only tell you if you passed or if you failed. They don't tell you what your mark was. They don't even tell you what the pass cutoff was. Oh, interesting. So it could be f- like 50%, but it could be like way different. Huh. Cool. So, anyway, so she's been, you know, studying like crazy over the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And she has her first exam on the 7th, the next one on the 21st. And then after that, we're packing up our little basement apartment, and we are moving uh, in with some friends. Man, I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> you guys have obviously fallen on hard times. Yeah, it's been uh, you know it's just been a tough go with the with the law school debt load and everything. So yeah, so well, we're... man, um, you are just super blessed that you have people that are gonna you know take you in, take us in. Well, well, no, Calvin. Actually, you know, we we haven't actually fallen on that hard of times. We're we're doing it to find more adventure in our everyday. Go on. <laughs> Do tell me more. So, um, yeah, so Katie and I are moving with, in with our friends Cole and Janessa, who recently bought a home and have a couple extra rooms and want to, uh, yeah, open those up to someone who's, uh, you know, some people who are maybe friends, maybe yep. you know, do some cost savings, experimenting okay, okay. community living. This could work. And uh, so for the next year, when Katie's articling, we're gonna we're gonna be living with them and saving up, up some extra money, and you know. So you yeah. guys like all gonna sleep in the same bed? <laughs> <laughs> like, how um, does the, is this like an open thing? It's like it's like mega bed. Have you Is seen <laughs> Have you seen the office with Mega Desk, Dwight and Dwight and Jim? Yes. So Mega, you're just gonna push all the beds together. Yeah. So there's one room, the master bedroom, is just gonna be all beds, and we'll all be in there, and then we might even invite you know other other people around. So. So this is kind of like one of those <laughs> open marriage things now that no, you're getting into. You know what? It's absolutely nothing like that. You know, we're still okay, gonna okay. keep keep to our wedding vows. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we we absolutely are gonna hold tight to those. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good. To, <laughs> good to hear. So yeah, so we're excited. Um, we've been o- over there quite a bit. Um, Cole, if you've been listening to this podcast, he kind of produces the uh, produces the show. So we're excited to be in the same place so we can do creative projects. And um, I was uh, talking with Cole this week yeah. about you guys moving in and how this is going to be great. You're going to have now access to all of his gear. Dude. And he's a huge gear guy. Dude. And ultimately then coming over to me where then I have access to his gear 
from you and he was very quick to correct me that you are not getting married <laughs> that meaning that uh, his stuff is not now it doesn't becoming become your stuff thing. so it's not like just when you move in you get the stuff right so you don't just get the stuff but it is kind of weird because you know common law couples they're not married but at a certain point the stuff you got to split it right <laughs> it's right there's so, so now okay like break this down a little bit like you yeah. guys gonna be like chores what's happening with chores um you know i will do none yeah. have you guys had these open discussions all together oh, for sure. oh, or for are you sure. gonna just kind of like play it by ear oh for like sure settle in? like it's it's nice like we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't foresee uh us being like fairly compatible i mean we're over there two or three times a week hanging out yeah. anyways and they keep a clean house we keep a pretty clean house they have a dishwasher so if i oh. even do the same level of chores that i'm at right now I'll be able to do other stuff within the house, you know? How much of an incentive was that to move in? Just that they have a dishwasher? That was it, dude. That's why we were doing this. I <laughs> I totally feel you on that. Dude, tell us how much a dishwasher revolutionized your life. A dishwasher? My quality of life has absolutely skyrocketed <laughs> having a dishwasher. You have no idea how much time we save. No, how much time? Quantify it. Uh, I would honestly say like an hour a day. See, that shocks me, and I I just can't believe it. But Calvin goes on and on about how much time he saves doing dishwashers. I feel like he's scrubbing them with a toothbrush if it takes him an hour. Man. <laughs> well, this is – it's true. You'll you'll see. I'm yeah. not going to sell myself on this. No, I know that we will. You'll find out. I'll save, I'll save a lot of time, but uh, I – I, I just I mean your water bill's gonna go through the roof, <laughs> sure. Dude, we're 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 all in, man. We just pay like lump sum and they deal with all the rest. No oh, all beauty. the perks, no the no um drawbacks of home ownership. So That's right. Yeah, so we're do, we're gonna be doing that for a year and um then once Katie's finished her articling, uh we're not sure where she's gonna get work, but we'll probably make uh make a switch at that point. Um Yeah. Maybe it's nice to, to um, Yeah, like nice to commit for like that's a good chunk of time, yeah. But not, uh, but not unreasonable. So that's, I think that's a really nice, nice amount of time to do that. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've talked for a long time about wanting to live in community with other people. And when you yes. get married, it's kind of like, you know, in some ways, I know a lot of people who who do it or who have done it, but in some ways, it's kind of a bit of a, a radical thing. So I'm really excited right. that Katie's totally on board to make it happen. And like you say, it is nice to have kind of a uh, a dead like a hard stop on it that you know yeah it's kind of sure. it's kind of easy to do anything for a year yeah I, I agree I think I think myself if I yeah. were in your position I think I would be more inclined to um, find a way to spend the same amount of money that you'll be spending on rent yeah. which is significantly less than what you are now but find a way to um, to live with my spouse in a very um, simplistic kind of going the direction of a trailer or something you know what i mean where you're kind of like can find a piece of property and just put a little trailer um there and then kind of put the money toward that and then reducing your monthly spending what do you think about that um i think that think that's even possible i don't quite follow so where's well i mean going the direction more of so still only myself and my spouse um but then just um like not with a anyone else yeah. but just going to a smaller um home yeah i mean that's understand well sorry do you mean do you mean like 
like spend the same that I'm spending right now on rent or nope, like spend the same that you will be spending. Oh, when we're moved in with them. Yes. Yeah. So try and figure out a way to do that. Okay. But still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was just, I'm not it would confused, take a lot but I'm more... like, man, there's no place that would ever be that cheap unless we're like way out in the middle of nowhere. True. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, think that's good. Like, um, we've enjoyed living in a basement apartment. Like we're not, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not like hoarders, but it's crazy how like stuff kind of can accumulate, you know? So it's <laughs> like, yeah. like living in a small space, um, is really helpful for keeping a good handle on your possessions and, um, you know, just having what you need, you know? So, I think everyone should just, uh, once a year, um, uh, move. Yeah. And just move everything outside and then move everything back inside. So yeah. they're just in that process. You always clear out 10 to 15% oh, totally. of your junk. Totally. Well, and that's the nice thing too. Like year. we are technically downsizing right now. So we're going to put a bunch of stuff in storage, but right. it'll be really interesting to see what stuff we don't miss. Um, but mind you, like a lot of the stuff that Cole and Janessa have, we'll just be using like we're we'll put away our coffee maker, but we'll need What that. are some we'll, absolute we'll must keeps that you're putting your foot down about? to keep in the moving um yes. my podcasting station oh great are um, you setting your drums up at their house <laughs> i wish no room for those i i've kind of given up on until i have a house or something on or like a, a studio space creating a, a special zone drums. yeah they're, they're pretty yeah. obnoxious they're abs- like as a drummer like you know you'd think i'd be like all gung-ho about protecting my right to drum but man yes. it's just obnoxious well why what, why wouldn't you get one of those silent electric kits um, uh, those seem like a great idea, a great invention all around. Um, different school, well, different schools of thought. If you want a good one, it's four grand or more, okay. and so it's not worth paying like two hundred bucks for or five hundred bucks for a really bad set. And honestly, I just don't at the moment. I don't play enough, so you get yourself an Xbox it. and one of those uh, Guitar Hero ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, anyways, that's a little bit about the move. Does that satisfy your questions? I'm I'm, I'm going to have lots more questions, of course, yeah. and uh, we're going to talk about this in the future. Come oh, up. yeah, and I think you know, even in the in the way of this this podcast, finding adventure in your everyday, I think you know, intentionally moving, you know, into much closer proximity with other people, like that's bound to be an adventure starter, for sure. So I'm I'm kind of excited for what the next year is going to hold, for what the summer is going to hold, and for uh, I think what will be uh, a growing and stretching experience. Yeah, I agree. So it's going to be fun. Who are All we right. talking to today on Moving the podcast, on. Calf? We are talking to none other than um, MC DJ CEO. Not MC. What's MC? Master I, of Ceremonies? Yeah. Don't isn't that a thing? Ben? That is interesting. What you know, like there's a guy like MC Hammer, but today we're talking with DJ CEO. When do you choose the the when do you choose your uh, the start of your name? Well, I I, I think it's something that um, we'll have to ask uh, him. Others choose for you. Really? Yep. <laughs> That's my hunch. Like the the <laughs> the, uh, the musical beat gods or something. In the rap world, I think you earn your title. Oh yeah, but maybe that's a rapper thing. And DJ CEO isn't a rapper. No. So no. we're gonna explore all of the Calvin and I know like next to nothing about this whole world. So we're we know p- so <laughs> little <laughs> about the DJ hip hop world. So it is it would scare you. <laughs> and it will probably scare DJ CEO. <laughs> off right off the top of your head, name a rapper. Eminem. 
Nice. Okay, you All go. Right. Uh, uh, DC Talk was like the first. I was thinking of the song. They're rappers, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're. Well, I think they have like a rap have song, a though. Rap stuff, yeah. The first thing that came to my head for something was that song, Jesus Freak. Jesus Freak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was by them. Uh, Lecrae, another another uh, another rapper. Yes. But we don't um, need to list all the rappers we know. No. Okay. But I will just say one thing about rap. Lil Wayne, um, Wiz Khalifa. I have been. I never really listen to rap music, but I have been absolutely loving Shad. Sure. My buddy Shad. Your friend Shad. Yes. Who I talked to the other month at that concert. Hey, this might be the right episode to put his voice clip on. We're we're talking about him. Stay tuned I, at the my, end of the episode. A special treat. Yes. Shad my, on the my open buddy road podcast. Chad and I were at a uh, Chad, not Shad. Chad and I were at a concert, and he saw Shad walk in the venue, and then tap my arm, and then. He went up to talk to him, then I just I had to go and get a little voice clip from him and, and chat him up for a bit. And he was just so nice and polite and so happy to get involved and, and be a part of it. Calvin, this is another reason why I'm so happy you're, that you're my co-host, because you were texting me that night, and you're like, dude, Shad's here. I was like, man, go get a voice clip. And you produced. Ten minutes later, yes. you texted me the voice clip. Yeah. It was amazing. I know. It was fun. It was amazing. So, I'd love to get him on the podcast. He's a fantastic interviewer and... uh just mm-hmm. an overall, just the nicest guy. I think he was the perfect choice to take over Q. I've never heard of him before. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, you really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But any- anyways, Q is a, a radio show here in uh, here in our great nation of Canada on CBC Radio 1. All right. Let's, let's bring on let's DJ on. CEO. Let's, let's uh, quit the banter here and uh, dive into a conversation on arts culture finding adventure and everything uh, that has to do with djing so let's do it this is dj ceo dj ceo thank you for coming on the open road podcast uh, it's good to have you with us today man thanks dude thanks for having me i appreciate uh appreciate you guys reaching out uh we w- we want to get into uh, a conversation kind of all around arts and culture and how that interplays with adventure so uh, we thought that you would be uh, a great guy to come and give us some insights on that. You're kind of doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and we're uh, excited to get into that uh, with you. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about how did you, how did you get into uh, doing this, the stuff in music that you're doing, and and what is it like? Lay it out for people. Yeah, so basically, um, I'm a DJ, uh, and mainly um, my kind of two genres that. That, that, I, that I focus on are hip hop and house kind of thing and um, and and I started 10 years ago so this is my 10 year anniversary cool uh, yeah nice. it started uh, it started basically March 26th uh, 2006 that was, that was the your day. first gig that was my first gig I remember it you know like you know like it's the longest relationship I've had with anybody right so it's just <laughs> like I remember the date I remember everything and so um, so essentially, uh, started on that day. That was my first gig, and and the way it started was actually I remember someone asked me. It was it was around the sweet sixteen, like yeah, high yeah. school kind of kind of time, and someone's like, "Hey, like you know what? I'm having a party, and and you know you're invited." And so I wasn't really invited to too many parties in high school. I wasn't you know <laughs> especially when I was like grade ten ish, and and I'm just like, oh, so like what are we gonna do at the party? And she's like. Oh, you know, we're going to like watch like, you know, a movie or, you know, just kind of, you know, hang out and eat some food. And I'm just like, well, what about a DJ? 
And she's like, oh, well, I don't really have money for that. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll do it. She goes, you DJ? Uh. I'm like, no, but, you know, I'll do it. And she's right. like, okay. I will. <laughs> exactly. So that kind of plays into my motto of life, right? Say yes now, learn right, later. Right, right, right. So, hmm. the, you know, with that, with that, menta- with that motto, kind of, um, you, you, you learn as you go, right? And you just, and going back to the adventure point, right? It's just, it's just like, when you say yes now, it's just kind of like taking that leap right mm. wherever you're going and then you learn about you know how you're going to get there and all the little actual details of it later yeah, that's on like the right? motto of an entrepreneur yeah that's yeah exactly right exactly and it's like kind of what we did at this podcast for so long we talked and talked about it and we're like let's just start it let's yeah. see what happens and there's been a ton of learning yeah. along the way what uh what equipment did you have for that first gig um so my father actually owned these tall sony speakers that Actually, you had to connect with speaker wire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if man. you guys remember that. Uh, totally. I just gave Calvin some, some of those the other day for his record player. Yeah, so I had to connect speaker wire. So I had to learn about like speaker wire. And That's I awesome. used to carry these long 60-foot speaker wires. Uh, and then that used to be connected to an amplifier. Totally. And that used to be connected to – I used. I swear to God, I'm not even joking. I used to bring a CPU – with a keyboard and a mouse and on. I swear to God and a monitor. I used to bring all that and I used to carry that around. Uh, really? I swear. I kid you not, That's man. Hilarious. That was my, The first gig I did, I didn't actually have a laptop, a proper laptop. Right. So I think my dad found one and it was broken. So I just, I think I fixed it or, and cleaned it up and then installed the yeah, software yeah. and used that for the first gig. But then it crashed on me. So then I ended up using the CPU that I own. <laughs> and I used to literally... Come home, connect it, play with it. Then the night before, I used to take it all out, pack it. Like it was, like now when I, now that I'm even talking about it, I'm thinking back. I'm like, what so the heck was I thinking? You know, I know it's just so like not you know feasible at you know at at that. But you know what, man? It all goes down to you know the enjoyment of music and the enjoyment of of what I do. Yeah. And I think yeah. that kind of you know made me say, oh, you know what? I don't care how much work technically goes into this and how feasible or not feasible it is you don't really think about that once you love something right when i was 16 i would have thought as a dj like yeah probably of a guy who had turntables and stuff like that but when you told this girl that you were gonna play for this party like were you then all of a sudden like oh now i need to get all of this gear like how did you know what you needed and like to download (laughs) software and like do all of this stuff where did you learn about what you all needed yeah man so it's funny because i ended up calling one of my older cousins and he was i think at the time he was probably like 26 27 so he was in the scene right of like you know probably the entertainment scene or whatever and and so he knew so he told me he's like you know what um uh check out turntables check out um you know he was basically telling me yo you need this you need that and i'm like oh my god like i'm not i can't learn this in a mm. month because i think <laughs> i think you know it's, it was in a month or two weeks or something yeah, i think yeah, it was yeah. in two weeks so what i ended up doing was um this is crazy i on itunes okay i made a playlist and i put all the songs in order of what i wanted and that's where the actual quote-unquote dj thing started because as a dj you have to create it's almost like you're telling a story right from the beginning you can't just play any song at any time right right? so you know and songs have to flow and and you have to keep us very similar you know so so what i did was i created a playlist and i started dumping all these songs and then i ordered them on on itunes and then you know the option of like on itunes where you can start the song at a specific time and end it at a specific time and then and then it crossfades between the two yep 
I literally did that for like 400 songs. Oh, unreal. Wow. So Yeah. And that's and that's what that was my first ever gig. And it's it's so embarrassing cool. to talk about, but you know what, man? We all oh, yeah. sat somewhere, right? No, so that's how amazing, obnoxious man. is yeah, it now, like when you're at a party doing this and then someone right in the middle of what you're doing puts in a request? Um, so actually you know what the cool thing is, man? Like a lot of DJs hate requests, yeah. right? Um, but for some odd reason, man, I've never hated requests only because depending on the party, right? As long as you're not annoying yeah, about yeah. it, like obviously you guys know some people can get annoying about it, but as long as you're not annoying about it, like you tell me what the request is and if I can play it, I right. will. And in the end of the day, for example, if it's a corporate event and the host comes and says, Hey, can you play this song? Hey, you're the one paying me. This is your event. Yeah. I'm going to play yeah. what you want. Right. Yeah. Now, if he's going to totally kill the vibe, then forget it. But you know, for if if I can if I say that you know what this can fit, yeah. great, I will. But it's also your responsibility, right, right? So, to, to read the room and read the crowd and see what's working and what's not working. I mean, you may have to then do that and change up your set a bit too. I think that's also a that, exactly, that's a pretty good exactly. skill that uh, is necessary. Exactly, and sometimes you know it's cool because I'll be playing, let's say, hip hop, and then someone's like, "Hey, can you play some Bon Jovi?" Right after, and you know, if it fit, like for example, if I know the crowd yeah. will so vibe to to Bon Jovi, I'll be like, you know what? Now this is a cool challenge. How do I mix this hip hop yes. song with Bon right. Jovi, right? And mm. some people go go mental when they hear that. They're like, oh my god, he just went from Drake to Bon Jovi. Yeah, like yeah. those guys would never collab, but it just sounds cool, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you do it well, you know. Why can't we get Drake and Bon in a room together? Why exactly. can't they collab? Why can't Aerosmith and, you know, Gucci Man get <laughs> together and create some sort of masterpiece? So know? this is the thing that I find so interesting about, um, uh, I guess, DJs or people who, like, love music. How do you stay on top of what's current? How do you, mm-hmm. like, know what this Bon Jovi song is and how it might blend with that, like, do you just spend so much time listening to music so that you know, like, do you have this massive catalog in your head? Yeah. So, you know what, man? So, a couple things. Number one, I listen to, once I, I love music, right? Yeah. So, that's why it's, I, I, I don't know how many hours a day I listen to music. Wherever I have a chance, I listen to it. But that's because I love music, right? So, it's not a chore right. for me, right? And once again, being on top of all new music, literally every day. Every week, I probably download 80 songs or 100, mm, wow. 100 new wow. tracks, right? Anywhere between maybe 50 to 100 new tracks, depending on the week, right? right? And, um, you know, and, and once again, it just you, gotta, you always got to keep up with the news that, oh, you know what? Drake is dropping this new album coming up. So now your, your eyes are open, your ears are open. And, you know, so it's just like, but once again, what, if you love it, you're just on top of it, like naturally. It, I don't know how many hours. I don't count it because it just kind of mm-hmm. continues. Yeah. Um, but but in terms of the catalog of music, like you know, it, that comes with time. You know, uh, sure. you know, living on a prayer. For I mean, we keep bringing up Bon Jovi, but you know, living on a prayer. For example, I've been playing that song since like literally ten years. Right. Right. I listened to Bon Jovi first time in my life. You know, like yeah. ten years ago. Right. Uh, yeah. When I was like sixteen or something, someone like showed it to me. So it's like. You know, and then I've been playing it literally all the time. And, you know, yeah. I've listened to it so many times that I know what's a good time and, you know, you know what's a good uh, moment to right. start it, stop it, and all this fun stuff. So, anyways, hmm. that just comes with that, that catalog of music in your head just comes with time of knowing what's next and what to play next. Are you under yeah. any kind well, of, like, uh, legal obligation when you start using all this uh, music? Like, how does that work with licensing and um, 
uh, I get, like you don't have to pay royalties or anything to use the music. Yeah, so basically there is a um, basic uh, like a how do I say this like a uh, organizing body called SOCAN, okay. and what they are is um, they they kind of represent like the Canadian performing rights, um, and so basically anybody who's performing music. Mm-hmm. And yep. playing other people's music, you're basically doing it, you know, legally and ethically, right? Okay. Um, and and so it's th- there's a fee there that you pay uh, yearly um, that you can get, you know, kind of like the license to play music, quote right, unquote, right. so to be right. a DJ. Um, and then there's also and then once again another thing that you know not a lot of people do, but I just do it because it's once again ethical. Um, is just buying your music. Right. So sure. I, I purchase all my all my music okay. and, you know, yeah, man. And so, you know, but if it's on SoundCloud and, you know, it's downloadable, then then obviously I download right. it. But, you know, if, if someone's like, no, you have to pay 99 cents for this song or it's in my DJ pool of music, yeah. then then that's where that's where I go. Hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And, and I, I Calvin and I were at a wedding yesterday and there was a live band and they were like absolutely spectacular. And I think as someone who's like pours themselves into music and again, listens to it constantly, you know, that catalog of tunes all like you just see it in a different way. But I was even noticing like in some ways I have that as well. Every song that was played, I like knew the chorus or knew what the song was. And I don't even listen to a ton of like really popular music. So I can imagine that as someone who really pours themselves into the tunes, um, you know, you, you know like probably beats per minute per for songs and how that blends with other things and time signatures and all that stuff and you kind of take it to the next level of understanding the musics and the songs do you find that to be the case yeah yeah man and it's like whenever new music comes out like um and if it's let's say even an album like i will have quote unquote a listening party if that makes sense you know okay yeah like like i will sit down it's almost like a movie came out and i'm now just going to enjoy this movie sitting down and really analyzing it right so you listen through speakers headphones uh i usually listen to speakers so i have a couple both speakers at home and you know they're just phenomenal so i listen to that and then throughout the week i'll listen to them just on regular headphones yep so the actual listening party is just you know just listening, analyzing for the first time, just take soaking it all in, yep. and then going forward from that, you know, I kind of just listen to it throughout the week and here mm-hmm. and there because you miss certain things, right? Sure. So, um, so yeah, man, and 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 now it's come to a point where I'll listen to a song and you know you can even guess the beats per minute, right? Right. Sure. You know because you're just like oh you know you're just tapping in your head and you're like tick 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 oh great that's one twenty eight. Or did yeah. oh that's one that's one oh one. Oh, I know this other song that has one oh one. Great, those two can mix. Right. Yeah. You know, like these kinda sound very similar based on keys, based yeah. based on like the, the melody and whatnot. So Yeah. Well and it's really interesting even the science behind hit music. Like I don't know if you've done much research on that, but there's like obviously key signatures that are very, you know, easy to listen to or poppy or whatever. And then there's time signatures that have like all of the hits are like kind of even within like a 15 to 20 beats per minute, like the kind of head bombing yeah, yeah, is yeah. one beat, the like foot tapping is another. So um, I imagine at some point with certain tunes, it, it, you know, it may, the fact that hits are hits kind of makes it easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it does, man. And once again, like, you know, certain artists as well, 
right? Uh, they kind of stick to their own thing, and you kind of know that, you know, I can trust this artist if I play it, that, you know, people will go crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, right yeah. now, the hottest thing, as you guys know, is Drake, right? So almost anything that he comes out with, people are, you know, jamming right, to, right? right? And oh, yeah. Whether that, whether that be at a club or whether that be at a corporate event or whether that be, you know, even... Um, even like at a at a at a wedding, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, sure. so speaking so, of uh, Drake, recently you uh, you DJed at the Raptors playoffs game. How did you swing that? Yeah, man. Uh, actually, I moved to Toronto in January, and um, and now I'm trying to get more connected here because I I, de- I was I was basically one of the main DJs in in at Laurier uh, at the turret turret nightclub. So um, so, but then I moved. I graduated, and now I'm in Toronto and. And so, anyways, just started talking to people and kind of, you know, creating some connections yeah. here. And I got the call to do uh, Game 3 uh, at the Real Sports uh, Apparel Store in, in, the, in the Air Canada Centre. And I played that. It went amazing. Got, got called for Game 4. And I was praying that they win because, you know, that meant yeah, that Game 6. You know? Yeah, Exactly, right? So, it was Game 3 and Game 4 were amazing. Um, you know, I do have on my social media. I do have a, a video that I that, that 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 the videographer kind of put together. Like one of my good friends. I saw that. Was, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. He kind of put that together for me, and so uh, that was really nice of him. And and you know, that was basically you know, it's it was crazy because it was so packed, and people were coming from all over the world almost, you yeah. know, to to come watch the Raptors play, and that you know, coming to Canada and watching the NBA playoffs, and it was just really cool to see such a di- and obviously Toronto being such a diverse place. Um, you know, it was just, it was just great, and then got the call for Game Six and played that. Now, unfortunately, they lost, but you know, uh, <laughs> but but overall, it was it was a great great experience, and uh, and so now you know going forward, you know you uh, you might see me more and uh, more and more and more of the Toronto sports scene as well. Yeah, bring us up to uh, kind of the stuff that you're the stuff that you're doing now. Like so fun to hear your to hear your backstory. When did you then kind of start? Uh, you know either calling yourself or did someone call you dj ceo and then what is your main like area of focus right now what are you where are you what are you trying to really accomplish with with your with your skill set yeah man so essentially dj ceo came like years ago when one of, in one of jay-z's songs jay-z's one of my you know like really favorite artists and yeah and you know he said a line about you know ceo and it just kind of stuck and then I'm like, hey, you know what? I gotta come with a DJ name because DJ Janaid is not working anymore. So, uh, <laughs> so I said, forget it, man. It's uh, DJ CEO. So, and then, and then, the, and then it kind of, it was natural from there. Like the brand kind of started going into the CEO and more of like corporate. Right. And and you know, obviously in the beginning stages, I DJ for anything I can get my hands on, whether that be a yep. house event, a wedding, um, you know, uh, a corporate this that whatever. And then it started becoming more and more corporate related. To a point where I enjoyed building relationships with, uh, you know, companies and building really and kind of, you know, maintaining relationships throughout the year and yeah. um, and just playing for the corporate crowd, the more classier, the more distinguished kind of, you know, crowds right. uh, in terms of, you know, what kind of music they want, what kind of vibe that they're looking for, what kind of atmosphere that they want to create. Yeah. And so uh, it just worked out that way, and the brand kind of fits that. So so now I'm kind of focusing. Uh, you know, everything is now focused more along the lines of four to five hundred companies. So, like, I've DJed for you know, Guess, uh, Coca Cola, uh, really, yeah, America's Next Top Model, uh, Ripley's Aquarium. I've DJed for like Laurier, UFT, York, Guelph, Waterloo, all those places. And uh, I even had the chance to go on Dragons then and uh, and play some tunes cool. there oh, as well. Yeah, man. So, 
Yeah, and what, that, and what were you doing on Dragons Den? Like, like, what is that? Like, what did you do? Yeah, so basically, there was this company called Spark Gig, and they shout out to Desmond. Oh, Spark Gig. Yeah. yeah. So they um, they actually went on and and they and they basically called me up and said, hey, like we're going on, and you know we're looking for performers, and you know we want a DJ to kind of represent you know us. So you know I'd be stupid if I said no. Oh, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I just I just kind of said, yeah, you let me know, and. I had an exam on that day, <laughs> and so you know what I picked, right? Um, so of you know, yeah, put in that put in that request and said, forget it. You know what? Let me just uh, defer this, and and then <laughs> you know drove all the way up to Toronto with my gear and set up on stage, and you know it's on Netflix. Surprisingly, it's on Netflix. Wow. That's yeah, that episode's on Netflix. Yeah. So no, it was great, man. And so I got to just uh, you know kind of showcase uh, showcase my brand there as well, and yeah. You know, so so yeah, it's, for the, it's, it's been an interesting couple of years. So I take it you're not uh, the, traveling for, around now with your desktop monitor and uh, gigantic speakers. What's kind of your what's what's your uh, whole setup look like right now? Yeah, man. So now basically, um, I kind of graduated up to turntables, and I feel like um, so. There's two types of DJs right now, at least, is that one are turntable DJs, and then one are controller okay. DJs. So the the controller. What about the iPod DJ, the guy yeah, who presses play? I don't, I don't what really, about that person? I don't really count them as. Uh, <laughs> as I, I just count them. Okay, as Okay, that's who discriminatory, just plays. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so. Okay, they, so sorry. Those two types are what again? Uh, a controller DJ and a turntable DJ. So essentially, a controller DJ is um, they they. They, there's this so there's, there's different types of equipment and a controller is essentially it's very digital it's very um, okay uh, it's a one piece kind of thing and like I, like I don't really know how to explain it too well but it's not turntables right yep it's it's a one big piece of equipment and um, and so it's and so once again it's it's there's, there's two types and they're very different okay. from, from each other and um, I kind of went the turntable route um, just because of of the experience that it gives the client right. Yeah. When you see two turntables, it's just a different, like it's very nostalgic almost. Right. Sure. Right. Uh, a lot. A lot of people like it's like every time I, I I DJ, you know, let's say a corporate event or at the mall or you know at, at at some sort of store, people will walk up and be like, I remember those, you know, and mm. they they just stare at it. It's 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 very you know, uh, it's 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 just a really cool experience. Just to share with people, and and so, anyways, but and I enjoy the. It feel seems of way vinyl. more legit to me. Oh, for like, sure. When like you see a DJ who's got this sweet. It setup. just seems like he definitely yeah, yeah, knows yeah. what he's doing, taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man, for sure. And and once again, like you know, everybody kind of has their own. Like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't step on the toes of controller DJs at all because you know I have respect for them, and you know, but I've just been a turntable DJ myself, and I enjoy the touch of vinyl, right? Yeah. When I scratch. And uh, and you can scratch a lot. Like I feel like you can scratch a lot better, and it just feels a lot better, um, you know, scratching on vinyl. So so once again, man, I'm I'm more of a turntable DJ, and you know, obviously use my laptop as well. It connects with the mixer. And, oh, cool. Yeah, it's so it's, it's it's a lot of jargon. Are you then of, traveling with just a tech. ton of vinyl with you? No. So basically, it's all on the computer. Okay. My entire library of music is all on the computer, and and I connect the turntables to the mixer yes. and the mixer through USB to the laptop. Okay. And basically what the mixer does, it tricks the turntables into thinking it's playing music. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. But really wow. it's playing it through the software. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
But the cool thing is, is that you can manipulate the sound so you can scratch and you can bring it back and bring right, it forward. Right, okay, yeah. And from the actual vinyl, from the turntable itself. Right. So is there just so like you're a blank messing with vinyl it that you're playing? Through your... Pardon me? Go ahead, Jer. Go ahead, Cal. So I was going to say, so you're messing with it like digitally, but but tact- through your tactile movements. Exactly, exactly. And so to go to Calvin's point as well is, uh, you know, that... Uh, that the vinyl it's a special vinyl that this company Serato makes okay uh, like the the company's rain but uh, they actually make this special vinyl that if you play it like on if you just play that vinyl and you just want to listen to what sound is on it it's a very like it's just like a it's like a it's just like a tone okay right it's like a very high pitched tone yeah. that's all it is there's nothing on it um, and essentially what it is it's it's just a piece of vinyl that is tricking the turntable into thinking it's playing music oh uh, neat right yeah. yeah 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 so 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 that's that that's very cool yeah man um what's what's been your favorite gig that you've done so far oh man um or a, a really memorable one yeah that's a good question man um i would say i like i enjoy i enjoy the corporate um a lot and especially when i get you know come across really big clients uh mm-hmm. you know it just makes it so much more sweeter um, but you know, I think one of the most biggest ones is, I think I did like a 1500 person, uh, Frosh event at Guelph oh, wow. cool. uh, last, last year. And, um, I'm doing it again this year, uh, September 5th, which is actually really cool because I'll be live streaming it. Oh, um, nice. yeah, through YouTube and Facebook. Sweet. So, you know, get, getting, uh, so basically you can just watch it from your home. You can watch how I rock a party from, from, from the, you know, comfort of your home. Right. And cool. so that's um, that's the upcoming event. But I would say last year that was probably the biggest event I've ever done, um, and it was just it was crazy. It had a huge stage and just it was it was just so big and 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 yeah. so you know you kind of feel like uh, like you know somewhat of a rock star. At times, oh yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's so. that's a that's a big absolutely huge crowd for sure. Yeah, man. So um, yeah, one thing that I. I it, it was interesting when I went to go message you to see if you wanted to come on the podcast. I looked at the last conversation that we had, and it was uh, from a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago, when I f- when I had gotten married, and you sent me a message. You said, "Hey, man, are you looking for um, are you looking for a DJ?" Uh, you you like I think our, the timing got mixed up just a little bit. So I'd I'd already been married, but what I thought was so awesome was like it, was, it gave me a picture of your drive and of your. Um, your like tenaciousness to like go get a gig or to put yourself out there what have um what have some of your like either tips and tricks to like becoming successful or what's some of your philosophies on like what it takes to to make it happen because it seems like a pretty competitive world or like like maybe a tough one to differentiate yourself but what you know how do you define success and and what are you looking to to do with with the with stuff that you're up to yeah, man. So, man, that's that's actually funny. I remember that. Um, it was basically, and, and it was awesome. And I was like, man, yeah. this guy, this guy, this guy's like, I appreciate going that. For I, it. No, I, I appreciate that, man. And you know what it is, dude. It's it, it's all about your hustle, and and that's how I look at it. And at the end of the day, wherever I'm at, whether if that's at the bottom or the top, it's as a result of the hustle that the person puts in, right? And you know, if a person's not putting in the time and the and the like you said, you know, the drive to actually go out there and message people or connect with people or you know, and kind of basically put their brand out there. If they're not doing that, then 
You know, there's a reason why they're not being picked up, and there's a reason why their weekends are free and they're not booked, right? right? right. Or the reason why their weekends are, are free and not booked. So, so in the end of the day, man, it's all about getting out there and, and really, you know, and not being... I guess the main thing, and this is one thing I learned surprisingly from DJ Khaled um, on Snapchat, was that he's not afraid to be embarrassed. Like, he doesn't care what people think, hmm. right? Sure. He just does his thing, and if people eat it up, they eat it up. If they don't, then you know he's he's just moving on to the next paycheck, right? right? And and that was the kind of thing I remember. You know, I I remember you know that that there were times where I would think about messaging a few people, uh, like even you, for example. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't want to annoy him. You know, I don't want to think that, that I'm coming off too strong. You know what I mean? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, a lot of people think that, and and that fear holds them back from actually getting out there mm, and doing absolutely. it. And, you know, and, and there are times where I would message a, a few friends or whoever and they wouldn't need, they, they'd see it, but they wouldn't reply. And once again, man, and that's one thing that people are like, oh, what if they don't even reply? You know, oh, they're not, they, they don't even care anymore or whatever. And in the end of the day, that fear is always going to hold people back and it shouldn't, you yeah. know, you, you shouldn't let that fear hold you back. You just go for yeah. it. And if you know what, if they don't, they don't. And you shouldn't take offense to that. You shouldn't take you know, sure. if they say no, or I found someone, or you know, I don't think you'd be the right fit, or whatever. You know what? That's fine. Move on to the right. next. Right, and I, I think right? you put it well earlier, where like this is like this is your passion. You're doing. You're not, you're not counting hours when you're doing this, and you're listening to music, and you're trying to stay current with it on your own time, regardless of the DJing. So, um, it's. I think you know, for someone like yourself who is uh, this committed to it, being turned down isn't gonna just shut you off the whole program. You're you're gonna keep moving forward and that's gonna make the big difference. Exactly, man. Like, you know, I, I will be honest with you guys, it's not always rainbows and sunshine, yeah. right? It's there there are there are times where where there are many, many times where I wanted to quit. Right? Yeah. Uh there there was one time where someone was actually in my house handing me cash for all my turntables and everything because they wanted to purchase it and I and I said, Yeah, I'm selling everything because I'm out of this and as they were handing me the money, I just couldn't take it. Mm. Wow. You know, I, I couldn't find myself to just say, yeah, you know, it, it, it's done. So, you know, once what again. What brought you to that point? Um, not, I guess not enough hustle, uh, number right. one. You know, it, at that time, I was still in school, I remember. Um, you know, and I also needed the money for tuition and and what else? Like, it just, a lot of things were adding up. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? Like, how will I? And then, you know, a lot of us, you know, guys, like we, who are not, you know, up there, we, we think that, you know, we look at the guys who are just a lot better than us or a lot bigger mm -hmm. than us. And we're like, will I ever be that? Right. Hmm. You know, what are the chances of me being that? Right. And, you know, and then you start, once again, you start, self, you start all the self doubt comes in your mind. And, and then you start saying, you know what, forget it. I'm not, I'm not into this anymore. Whatever that may be, whether that be yeah. art, whether that be, you know, travel, whether that be whatever, whatever the case may be. Right. Or, you know, even sometimes with traveling, you know, you think, oh, that's too far away. You know, that's too out of reach. It's not like down the street. It's like across the world. So it's almost like it's in this other, you know, planet, right? Mm, Where right. you cannot reach and, you know, you just give up on that. So, um, so, so yeah, man, that's, that's kind of what brought me that, brought me to that point. But hmm. I don't know, something kind of clicked last minute and, and I kind of woke up. Yeah, that's cool. That's a kind of a powerful defining moment where, um, you yeah you kind of choose to either close the door or to leave it open and and to keep going with it that's awesome yeah yeah man so so i don't know that's and, and i think that goes with everybody right it's not just the 
the Dijing. I think everybody can kind of take something away from that when it comes to, um, you know, just being successful in, in, in any industry or any, uh, you know, creative, yeah. you know, creative comments that I they're was, in. Uh, I was listening to a podcast this week and talking about that exact subject of, you know, what, what, what defines someone who is so, so successful in a one particular area. And oftentimes it's not just like, of course, they're extremely talented and, um, you know, we often think people, they've just been bred for this and they were, um, you know, they're a prodigy, but it's, it's all back to like extremely hardworking people, extremely driven and focus. And, you know, and mm-hmm. of course they yeah. are skilled, but that's just one factor that, I mean, there's many people that have the very same level of skill, but just don't put in the drive and the determination that they have. And that's how mm-hmm. they do make it to the top. Yeah. Exactly, man. And that's why some people are where they are in life as a result. You know, and, and I always, I always, this is my like motto. I was just talking about this someone today as well. It's just a motto that I say every day of my life where every single person in this world has a choice, right? And how you choose to, to do a go about what you're doing, that's what you're going to get out of it, right? And if you choose not to hustle that day, well, you know what? No one's going to come knocking on your right. door, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the end of the day, it's all about that choice. And so what choice you make, you know, really determines where you end up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You've been filling us with all kinds of great tips and little little nuggets along the way here. It's been been really fun. Um, a specific question we like to ask people, um, and if there's anything else that you can slide into this category, it'd be great, is um, how can people add more adventure to their everyday? Your perspective is a great one where you're you know, working a full-time job, you're, you're DJing and, and building a business on the side. Um, for people who are trying to find some more adventure in their everyday, what would you tell them uh, to do? Um, man, so obviously as a DJ, I would definitely say uh, play more music. You know, just just nice. I, I feel like that music music creates moods, right? And I listen to music based on my mood, mm. right? If today I'm feeling happy, I listen to happy music. If tomorrow I'm feeling sad, I listen to sad music. If the next day I'm feeling you know pissed off at whatever, then I'll listen to that kind of music, right? If I'm going to the gym, I'll listen to that. So. It's once again. It's it's. It, I call it mood music. I feel like I should yep. trade trademark that so I can get on that uh, money money scheme. Also, is is gym music a genre now? Yeah, you know, gym. yeah, you know, gym music. You know, it's, I feel like everybody has a past to good life nowadays. Anyway, so it's just like you know, uh, gym music is also a genre too at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But but man, like when so adding adventure number one for me at least, it's uh, music has has played a huge part in in in, in just my adventure and 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 a lot of the even the lyrics and and the beats make me think of you know really cool places like there's this one song that's more tropical and every time i listen to it i think about the time that i was in you know barcelona mm. and and paris you know last last year and it just it goes back to that to and it brings me back to that and i was because i was listening to that the entire trip right and yeah. um and it, it was just really tropical and it really gives that vibe um another thing is just like uh take the leap man like Hmm. You know, like when it comes to adventure, adventure only comes if you actually take a leap and go, right? Um, that's the only way you, you, if you're sitting there, that's not an adventure, right? right? Actually, you know, while we're, while we're on this call, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on Google and I'm going to define adventure here. An unusual slash exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity. Ooh. Yeah. So a bit of risk. once again, on you. Yes, Hazardous. exactly. Right. exactly. I'm never wearing my seatbelt again <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to find my adventure. <laughs> yeah, and what's typically hazardous. So perfect. That is an adventure, right? Um, That's the only way you can yeah, have adventure again, sitting man. down. Just exactly. Unbuckle yeah. that belt. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. So once again, man, like going back to that definition of something exciting and something that's unusual. You know what? Yeah. You have to really go out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. on, on 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 that point, and you have to just take the leap and 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 just go out there and do something. You know, when people think of adventure, they think of oh, I'm gonna go on the open road. Pun intended to your podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going. No worries. Um, I'm going to you know go across the world. I'm gonna. Right. But but an adventure just is something that's just unusual in your day. Mm-hmm. Like for example, yeah. if you don't go to the park every day and you go to the park and you go on the jungle gyms and the swings and that was exciting, great. That's an adventure. Yeah. Right. An adventure totally. doesn't need to be this crazy you know thing that people think that's just outside of a realm of 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 the normal you know day yeah. or what's around you. Right. Your community itself can be an adventure. So, so once again, just just thinking in that mindset will 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 help, will help people to just actually say, oh yeah, you know, I did go for adventure today. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, to the park, you know, and um, and that in itself yeah. is, is an adventure. Well, that's awesome. That's that's really really great insight, and that that fits so nicely with uh, with what we love to talk about on this podcast, and it uh, it works really well with um, yeah, it just uh, that fits what our listeners are kind of um, hoping for, and just uh, really encouraging for for people to hear um where's some places uh, we can find you online uh yeah man so basically you can add me on uh, snapchat um i'm really uh i really love snapchat and put a lot of really cool uh content on there in terms of should we uh, snap right now hey you know what i'm gonna do that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna snap right now and i'm, I'm gonna turn to... my volume up on my speakers a little bit yeah um, here what i'm gonna do oh yeah, yeah i can, I can hear you there, there. Nice. Nice. Oh, there we go so i'm gonna I'm going to Snapchat this, and all right, just doing an interview with the Open Road Podcast boys, Calvin, Jeremy, all right, fellas. Rock and roll. All right, put that up there. Um, So yeah, man, DJ CEO in the flesh, Toronto. On the Open Road Podcast. Yeah, man. Sweet. uh, Yeah, so Snapchat, at DJ CEO. Toronto. Um, I like to kind of stick with that uh, that the, that Toronto brand, and uh, Instagram at DJCEO Toronto, and 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 that's it, man. Cool. I kind of you know what's funny. Whenever people ask me about online, you know, people say people say there are eight different social media outlets, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they're like, oh, you can catch me on Facebook, Pinterest, blah 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 blah, and I'm, and then you got kind of get lost in the list. Totally. Um, but you know what? If there's one thing that your listeners can do is they can add me on Snapchat at DJCEO Toronto. Perfect. Yeah, it gets a little crazy too when we started this thing. Like, we're probably the the most used is Instagram, and then we have a Facebook, and we have like emails that you can reach us at. But it just gets to be so much to manage, and and especially for just like two dudes who again have lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. And so once again, you know, I can sit here telling you about yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and like you know all this stuff. But you know what, yeah. man? It all comes down to you know where where where's the best content. And yeah. my best content, at least, is all on Snapchat, and I enjoy that. And so that's kind of uh, that's kind of. I weird. really like Snapchat. I've just been kind of discovering it uh, pretty recently, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it's it's so uh, it's 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 real. That's what I like about it. It's real. It's, it's what's real. happening right now. Exactly, it's man. Your unusual parts of your day. Exactly, it's an adventure. That's what Snapchat is. Totally, it's an adventure. So, man, awesome. thank you so thanks so much for having me, guys. I really do. Yeah, uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate this. 
Yeah, thanks uh, for uh, you know debunking some some myths about uh, DJing. Calvin and I, we were like, we know so little yeah. about this world, so we were excited to hear some of the intricacies of what you do and how you do it. And uh, that was an awesome conversation, man. All right, thanks so much, fellas. All right, man. Talk to you later. Take care. And that was DJ CEO. Great conversation. That went a lot of good places. That that, that was fun. I really really cool to learn about the ins and outs of DJing. Just oh, something yeah. you and I, as we said before, know nothing about. And I really liked also what he said about um, about taking risks. And I think yeah, um, us with this podcast, like one thing we want to do is just keep talking with you know more and more interesting people. So. We kind of have these like connections or almost connections with certain people who would be really cool to have Mm -hmm. on the show, like professional athletes and, you know, people who are, you know, you know, minor to moderate celebrities. And I think for us, it's just taking a risk and reaching out and asking if they want to come on. And we haven't got a no so far from everyone. I did. I tried to get us into the Harlem Globetrotters game. And it didn't work? No, it did not work. I tried to get us a press package. Well, you just ruined my analogy. I was Sorry. We're on a hundred percent record. You know what? I'd rather have the truth. No globe trotters for us yet. No globe trotters. Maybe Wait that'll be our, fi- town. our final goal. <laughs> uh, so no. Anyways, that was that was a great conversation and cool to see the way arts, culture, and all of that. Uh, you know the way that music uh, interacts with adventure. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, one thing we were podcasting last week, and after we end the episode, Calvin tells me he he got his bees. Yeah, yeah. So why didn't we talk about that last week, man? We need to we need to hear about a bee update. Well, yeah, I know. I just didn't didn't, didn't bring it up. Maybe a yeah, little I know. too fresh. We, we, yeah, we had other I'm stuff like... to talk about. So tell us about the first week with your bees. First week was really good, man. I just kind of got them all uh, settled in. Just getting into this culture, it's just uh, there's just some odd ducks out there. Like the particularly the, when I went to collect my bees from the farm, <laughs> just uh, just weird dudes. Yeah, they're getting into this, and I feel like I was kind of looking around, and he like kind of like scheduled, emailed all of us guys that were getting bees for the first time. He's like, "All right, come to my house uh, this time, this day." So it was like everyone showed up at once, right? Like all these, oh, all, all these, it's all guys that are like doing this, and uh, it's pretty funny, like seeing me just like loading mine in the back of my truck and a lot of like pickup trucks but then like a couple like this one random dude loading them into like the back of his mercedes suv Uh, and i'm like "Mm, it's kind of sketchy because it's open (laughs) (laughs) but not uh, ideal dude gets out of his car like passes out from a million it's a it's a pretty funny scene and uh man i've I've just been learning uh, learning a ton which has been a lot of fun i took a little course and i've just been reading a lot about it and yeah so i just kind of got him home Got them all uh, settled in. I don't have any gear either. Like, I don't have the right. suit, don't have the smoker, or any of the tools. So, uh, I've just been, you know, the fir- when I first disassembled everything to put it into my hive, just kind of uh, put on my raincoat, tucked my pants into my socks, and went, and, for, uh, it. went for it. Um, wow. Yeah, and they, they've just been settling in all week. And I actually, uh, yesterday morning, I uh, took it all apart. And it's just crazy the amount they have grown in. Um, One week. Like, eight days. It's wow. crazy. And grown as in like the comb that they've made. Yeah, they've just like spread out into the other uh, six frames, like fully. It's crazy. Wow. So and so just producing. What, like, what do they make, and how does the honey drip out? Like, how does it all work? Uh, ooh, this might be getting into another 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 full episode here. Okay. Well, we very we can do briefly. That. Yeah. Very like they they make the wax. They they draw out the wax on the on the frames. Okay. And then they fill those with either brood, which is the larva, or they fill it with uh, honey. 
which okay. is from uh, the, the pollen and the nectar they collect. Huh. They make it into nectar and ultimately reduce it down to honey and then cap it all with wax, wow. uh, which they also make. And then that's when you can actually you know, collect the honey in the, in the boxes above, and then um, it gets to be a, a messy process. Right. Yeah. That's so fascinating. And how many types of bees are there and how many do you have? How many type? I have no idea how many how many types and species. No, but you said you were telling me today about like there's the queen and then there's the oh, worker. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So there's the queen and drone bees and then there's worker bees, which are the females, drone bees being the male bees, I believe. Hmm. Um and they're yeah, pr- pretty distinguishable. They're different sizes. The queen's quite a bit larger uh and easier to spot cuz she looks quite a bit different. So are you telling me there might be even different varieties within your hive? Like different oh, species? No, no, but like, I mean, there's different species from just all yeah, over the world, Yeah, okay, right? got it, got it, got yeah, it, got yeah. it. Yeah. No, yeah. that's awesome. It's a cool adventure, man, every day. You get yeah, to go I know. with your bees. Man, you know what I've found the, the best about it, though? They're, they for some reason, and I've just been hearing a lot about this, and uh, I may be getting a little ahead of myself here, but they have some sort of very calming presence about them. Like, I'll just go get home after work, and I'll just sit on a on the side of the tree, just right where the uh, where I have the hive, and it's just it's just so nice just to sit there and watch them do their thing, and they're so gentle, and and uh, it's just very calming and a nice little huh. time of reflection at the end of my day. Just go and sit there and and check them out and and sit in the sun. So well, I've been, we were that's watching, what I've been um, loving about it. We were watching Graham's videos. A friend of ours, well, not really a friend of Cole started friend a of cool, a friend friend of a friend started a cool video series where he's just kind of doing daily vlogs called Graham Gets Motivated on YouTube. And I saw he was doing that, just sitting watching his bees. Something about it, man. There's got to be something about it. I think you're yeah. awesome. And like hardcore guys definitely will say that they're like giving off this pheromone and they can sense when you're relaxed or anxious and they'll um, you know, buzz loud around you if, if they feel that you're anxious or nervous. Wow. Um, it's really cool reading that into all this. sounds almost spiritual. I, I didn't want to say it. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, man. But you made it. You brought it up. All right. <laughs> A spiritual calming feeling around the bees. No, that's pretty cool, man. I'm excited for you, and I'm excited to come uh, to come meet them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I can take it all apart, and you, we can check it out. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's uh, that's enough uh, to chat about today. Exciting things on the horizon for the podcast. We're going to take more risks, right, Calvin? We're going to take some risks, man. As we find adventure in our everyday. That's right. Oh, there was another cool thing this past week. Um Another friend of mine, Krista, she just wrote a really cool new book called Life's Great Dare. She wrote an interesting blog post that kind of referenced us. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You or someone you sent that to me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So um, we might post uh, post that either on our social media or yeah, on, that was uh, great. maybe on our Facebook. But yeah, she wrote a cool post about finding adventure in the everyday and referenced us a couple of times and even linked to us, which I thought was so generous. That's awesome. Very Guys, encouraging when you, for us. When you do stuff like that, when you tag us, when you mention us, we notice and we appreciate it. That's right. Uh, so if you want to find us, openroadpod.com, and we're just going to give you the Instagram today, taking a lesson from uh, from our good friend DJ CEO. It's at openroadpod. Find us there. It's where we do most of our hanging out. All right. And what would the Open Road Podcast be without a little bit of new music? Here is a quick mix from DJ CEO. You used to call me on my You used to call me on my You used to, you used to Okay ladies, now let's get information I say, okay ladies, now let's get information Okay ladies, now let's get information I got 99, 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 I got 
someone offers you the opportunity to do something cool, you always say yes. And you'll figure out anything else later. Any other sort of complications, potential conflicts or whatever, you figure it out later. Just say yes. So good. Cool.